This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Beck. How's it going? <laughs> uh, I'm going great. Thank you. I was thinking today that there's a big topic. It's sort of like the elephant in the room because right there in our podcast description, we say that we want to dig into the messy reality of making art that matters. And what is the art that matters? And is there art that doesn't matter? Maybe a bit uh, tricksy to talk about because it might sound like you're trying to make judgments or create some kind of scale of what's worthwhile and what's valid art and what's not. I know that I've heard you talk before about making authentic art or making art from the heart. So let's start with what do we mean when we say the art that matters? What do you think? Well, the first thought is I think it's highly personal as far as what really matters to us as individuals. The other thing that I think that really has come to light through my experience is that it's around making art that you're connected to that you can actually care about, you know, so that you can Mm. keep going back into the studio. I'm not really coming from the point of view like what's important and, you know, academia and judgy in that way. I'm looking at it through the lens of what actually matters to me so that I'm so inspired and so excited about it that I actually care to continue with it. Because I feel Mm -hmm. like I was so disconnected with my work when I started painting. And I think learning how to be connected with my art has been one of the best gifts I've ever had. I'm not at that point now where making a lot of production as in like producing a lot of the same art, is that exciting to me? What matters to me is more of exploring new ideas and really having fun in the studio. So I think it goes back into what actually matters to us as individual artists. Um, Mm. And it, it really is a personal question on what does matter and what gives you the most satisfaction, I think. Yeah, so we could have said making art that matters and kind of in brackets to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things you touched on there, which is a part of this conversation, is the idea of the difference between commercial art or fine art. And then there's also the topic of the art or the inspiration behind the art, whether it has a kind of a global or worldwide impacting theme or something that's more personal. Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of ways that you can look at this because I think when we look at the word impact, you know, making art that mm. has impact, I mean, that's really different for each person as well. So like you said, you could have social impact. You could have, I have a personal experience with this where I was painting, creating stuff that was just pouring out of my soul, it had no reference to landscape, figure, nothing, all abstract. I was going through this personal experience of grieving, really just pouring everything of what was happening after that and the gift that was giving me into a painting. Someone saw the painting and instantly got it. I didn't even have to tell them this is the story of the painting. They told me what the story of the painting was. We both had chills because I was like, how did you even 
know that's what this painting was all about. So I think there's different levels of impact we can have as well mm. as artists. I think yeah. that yeah. for me, that was really a game changer moment in my art where I realized that abstract art had the power to connect with people. When I think of impact or making art that matters for me, I'm, I, I like being able to connect with people like that as well. Um, that matters to me, and that is interesting to me as an idea. Does everyone want to do that? I don't really know, but I think that if you like doing it, <laughs> yeah. do more of it. I'm really fascinated that art can communicate something. It literally can tell someone a story. That's that's just fascinating to me. That it can that it can transfer feelings. That's yeah, yeah, there. exactly. That's, that it can make a connection without words, kind of from your heart into the heart of somebody else. Yes. It's really touching. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. And so for me as an artist, I'm like, well, what matters to me enough? Like, what can I dig into? You know, what mm. can I dig into that is an interesting idea enough that I'm interested? And I think a lot of people don't complete paintings because they haven't necessarily discovered yet what they're that connected to. And so we can be bored with paintings, we can lose interest, you know, and we can lose the passion. Yeah, I think that at the other end of the spectrum, as well as not being as engaged or being bored with one's art, I think there can also be a fear if the art feels too personal and you pull back. I am going to have a stab at talking about this, even though I haven't really fully articulated in my mind, but there are sort of connections swirling around around this something in our culture that undermines or devalues the idea of something personal internal and I think there is a masculine feminine thing to it as well it, it, it has happened in history where what was considered the domestic novel written by women for for women readers being less valuable in a intellectual sense or in an academic sense than something say a more worldly perspective that's maybe something about war or something about bigger mm -hmm. issues mm -hmm. and that's the kind of right, language right. we use around yeah. it and I don't think it's necessarily just a woman thing I think it's more of a feminine masculine thing and that the structures that we have around those ideas affect both men and women equally because men also have internal lives that they want to delve into more and might feel more restricted in that. I think that it's natural for us to want to share our expression and we have this empathy feeling as well. I think that I know I'm highly sensitive to people's feelings and highly sensitive to, to my own feelings. So being able to use art as an expression for that feels very good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's not it's not something I'm ashamed of. No. I'm deeply interested in the process, in the inner world as that we have as human beings. And I think that artists are expressing that in writing and in art. And I think when we talk about art that matters, sometimes when we get into the midst of expressing something that's very personal to us, when we're in the studio and we are channeling those feelings, like what you did with your work, like you said, you were working through grief and, and exploring that in an artistic way. I really do think that we can get the idea that that's not valuable. It's not real art because it's somehow less than because it is more feminine internal kind of inner world perspective and that somehow if we were 
um, real artists would be sort of not just <laughs> like doing therapy on canvas, basically. <laughs> uh, sorry, but my number one rule, and this is probably going against the grain of a lot of people because I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense to me. My number one rule, what art has to do for me, because this is how I started painting, is it has to heal me. And it always has to be a go-to place um, as in the experience of making painting and art. It has to feed me. It has to give me something that grows me as a person, just fuels me. Like I see it as a place that always heals me. So Mm -hmm. the fact that that wouldn't be important would blow, like just it's not an option to think like that. I'm like, no. It blows your mind. There is no like, way there is in the no universe way in the universe <laughs> that you can tell me that art does not heal. So that is yeah. my starting point. If I don't have yeah. that as my starting point and feel good, like it gives me something, I got nothing else. That's yeah. my base. That's my foundation. There's more advanced things that I think about now, um, but I'm like, that's important, people. We want to be healthy individuals where it's a whole body well-being experience i think Mm. to not have that as your art and i am hammering with a sledgehammer i'm like that's a gift that it gives us if we allow it to i think it's just a really big missed opportunity to not have that as the foundation i think that's really good as you say for us as artists and to feel like whole healthy human beings i think that's important from a core value point of view just as humans in the Mm -hmm. world but i also think that people might say that's great i'm glad that you're a a happy healthy human being but what has that got to do with making art that i don't know great art art that sells i mean there's just so many different versions of how people value art and what they think matters Mm -hmm. but i will say that something that i have believed for a really long time back from when i was copywriting and writing for businesses and what i found over time is that i only wanted to work with people who had a core belief in what they were doing to me that's really important because energy communicates and in terms Mm -hmm. of writing that's one of my basic principles that I believe in is that the energy that you bring to the page communicates through those words when you want to communicate in writing you need to come to the page and be and believe in it believe in it and be just calmly confident about the value that you have to offer and feel it with your whole heart I've often said you don't go away and magically whiz up some marketing speak that's going to hypnotize and sell whatever it is. You have Mm -hmm. to draw the writing from the heart of the service itself, from the heart of the person who's doing it. And now I'm seeing how that directly relates to what you're saying about art Mm -hmm. because what I'm saying is the paint on the canvas or whatever it is also communicates the same energy it matters what energy you bring to that as to what power that communicates onwards which is what happened with that person I always connected with yeah totally and I always look at it like I mean this goes into the word authentic a little bit but it's like a cover cover band versus the real deal who created it it's a different kind of energy to paint something that you're really connected with that matters to you versus trying to emulate someone who paints 
something that matters to them. Does that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know in art school back in the day and still happening today where people say, learn from the masters, copy the masters, and you learn all these great techniques. But the part that really matters to me the most and why I love helping artists is really tapping into what matters to us as individuals. Because I think what the world would love to see more of is that unique point of view. I heard advice that some artist had given another artist. He was a professional artist who had been painting, had a really great reputation, and had said, paint some birds. People like birds. And the the problem is, I'm not that interested in birds. So for me, I don't want to paint birds. It's not my personal mm-hmm. preference. If you like birds, that would be great advice. For me, that wouldn't necessarily work because it's not, that wouldn't be painting stuff that matters to me. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. If there is an artist who feels a real heartfelt connection with birds, maybe has some kind of stories from the significance of them in their lives, who Mm -hmm. love observing, there's something about birds. And when they create art from that place and you see that, it's not just... It's no longer just a painting of a bird. You feel the energy, whether yeah. it's love, whether it's awe, whether it's um, reverence. It Something comes through. Um, I just want to share something geeky right now that I've thought about for many years and it was something that impacted me as a writer and I think is so relevant to this conversation. It's kind of an obscure academic thing that I came across many years ago and I'll have to put a link in the show notes I guess if anyone's interested because I can't even tell you the name of the guy at this point what's fascinating about this is he was talking about leadership he was talking about leadership in companies and how you instigate change Uh but the theory that he was putting forward and that he uses when he's teaching is that in any creation that we make and creating is what we do as human beings every time we turn up in the world we're creating something Um, that there are three levels that you can look at the first level is the product the thing that you've made so in our case that's the painting on the wall Mm -hmm. the second level is observing the person as they make that product so you can observe the artist in the room how they apply paint what other media they use do they work quickly do they work slowly what your process is there's a third level which is the intention and that's almost invisible well it is invisible so basically you could have three artists working side by side who from the outside appear very similar in what they're doing Mm-hmm. But inside can be radically different intentions. Inside, the intention of why you care about this particular thing that you're doing, how your life has informed you, what you hope to bring to the world in what you're doing mm-hmm. on that, mm-hmm. when you do that process. And, you know, he's talking about and teaches in a corporate setting in a leadership sense. So, what the difference is that a leader's intention can have on a corporation, on other people. I believe that with the intention that you have internally, invisibly, can have enormous impact on how you communicate in writing. And I also think that the intention that we have internally, invisibly, can have enormous impact on 
that art that we create and how other people perceive it. And I think that ties all the way back to what we're talking about, that we want to talk about making art that matters. For me, um, what makes it matter is art that comes from something that's very essential and internal and deep and important to you whatever that is and and when you're making art from that um, place when that's your attitude towards making art there's going to be different issues and questions and challenges that you meet versus a kind of art which isn't made so much from that internal attention but is perhaps made with different priorities in mind but what do you I've just gone off on a long run (laughs) yeah yeah no I my mind is also thinking about I think the other thing that this again kind of veers into a little bit of a different area but I think people worry that what they have inside of them is is not a valid point of view as in what if the world sees this I've experienced this personally myself and it's around trusting that you'll find the audience there's the work that matters that sometimes feels like oh well if I make this no one's going to buy this this is what I really care about Mm -hmm. but I think that sometimes that leads us to making work that's like we water down our ideas because we want it to be palatable if that Mm -hmm. makes sense so then there becomes more sameness we look to other people oh well this is what a painting should look like and we look to these outside resources beyond our own internal gut instinct of what paintings should be like. And I don't think that that is something that we have to worry about. I think that we can always, I mean, the world is such a huge place. It's so big. Yeah. And we can always find people who align with our vision. I think that Mm -hmm. we have to learn how to trust that more. And people who, I'd I'd add people who align with our energy. Yes, yes, Like people who resonate with that with that energy that we're putting out into the world. Yes. Which it sounds really woo-woo. But I really feel that in a really in yes. a really practical way, in a really practical way, people who want what we have within us to give, as simple as that. Yes, yeah. yes. And I think I just feel like making work that matters has so much to do with expressing ourselves as individuals and Mm. really tapping into again why are you in the studio in the first place Mm. what matters to you what matters to me at this stage is exploring doing more things that have to do with jumping off the deep end testing new things pushing the boundaries that matters to me more and and healing my heart on a regular basis than doing a production level process where I feel like I'm pushing paint around and I'm not that connected Mm. to it so again it's all so personal because maybe if I would have painted 10 years ago when I was in a different space I wouldn't have that same perspective that I do now but that's the perspective that I have right now and that's the perspective that keeps me excited enough to get back in the studio and do it again and I don't feel this heavy burden of oh, I don't want to get in the studio. I'm more of like, I made a huge disaster in there yesterday. That didn't work. What can we do today that may or may not work? You know, and so it's always the state of curiosity that brings me into what matters for me. So yeah, and I think that hits on a point 
that's really important about part of this process in deciding if your art matters Mm -hmm. is is actually bringing out into the light and acknowledging what's going on inside your head what are the competing demands because I have been in the studio standing in front of that painting wall and probably in the early days completely unbeknownst to me had these conflicting voices in my head going at the same time so I'm there in my consciousness thinking should I put green in this bit or is now the time to put a a glaze on I don't mm." and meanwhile in the back there's the, the conflicting voices and perhaps there was some kind of quiet voice saying what feels right what are mm-hmm. you trying to say with this piece but then there's the other one that's also saying are other people going to like this I haven't seen a lot of green paintings yeah. on the internet yeah. lately oh I really like how that other artist has these kind of things all of those things could potentially matter couldn't it's they it's confusing that's what you're saying about creating stuff that you think the market's interested in that you think is sellable so you have to bring that out in the open look at those different views yeah. and say okay let me just state for myself what does matter to me what is the most important thing to me and we can also I know Michelle you want to have a whole other conversation (laughs) that the way to make really genuinely sellable art is to make the stuff that's unique it does make me want to jump off the whole like what is sellable art because the good news is I think the world rewards us for being unique you just have to find more people who align with your energy and go there we said there was a lot of intersection here in terms of the art that's in the marketplace and the art that you're making and it feels like there's a distinction at times between this terminology of fine art which i think always sounds really lofty like and, and just very <laughs> important fine art and very important very fine art. important <laughs> <laughs> and I was actually listening to another podcast recently and an artist on there went into this definition mm-hmm. and it struck me because it isn't something that I hear other people talking about very often. And even when she spoke, she was putting qualifiers there and saying, I know that it can seem like when people try and talk about fine art, it seems like, again, we're making judgments that fine art is better than other art or that there's some kind of scale of quality but the podcast is called Authentic Obsessions and this episode was with an artist called Jane Davies I believe what she ended up saying is that the practice of fine art and I think it's really important here it's not about when you look at something and say is this fine art or is this not she's saying the practice what she was distinguishing between is when you're making fine art It's essentially an exploratory process. And she distinguished that from the practice of craft, which is designing objects, creating beautiful objects that you can basically reproduce, albeit with some differences, with some unique aspects, through the practice of your skills. And she emphasized that she was not talking about quality or one being better than the other and that she actually was a potter before she was a Mm -hmm. painter and she painted on the pottery and she felt that was a practice of craft. And she could reproduce her ideas, which I think is a great distinction. Yeah. Yeah. And she's observed that artists that she knows do both. They have a certain style, which they've found is very saleable in the market. So they continue to make art in that 
that style, but they also have a, a fine art practice, which is totally exploratory and you have no idea of what the outcome will be. And I just think that's a really useful way and yes. without any judgment to recognize the differences in the processes. Yeah, yeah. And I can um, appreciate where Jane's coming from in that because I also have been in different industries where I was reproducing my own work and it's a different feeling than I get from the art I do now. And I literally remember a fork in the road where I was deciding as a painter, am I going to be a painter that constantly explores and goes to the new or am I going to reproduce? And I think the thing that I found is that I just wasn't very good at copying myself <laughs> as a painter. <laughs> That's so funny because I have recent, very recently and in the past heard artists talking about how they've had someone come along and commission them to paint mm -hmm. something and say, I really like this particular piece, which might be sold or it might be a different size. And they say, can I have something like that, but a different size or in these colors? And these are amazing artists and it becomes like torture to them because totally. they can't I'm raising my something. hand. You can't see me in the podcast, <laughs> but I very rarely do I take on commissions for that very reason. Yeah. And honestly, I think what we're talking about in this podcast, it's not about academia or being right. It's about making mm -hmm. choices along your path and making sure that you constantly align with those choices so that you get excited about making art and it doesn't become this yep. heavy burden. I think it's super important just to have this conversation, to say this out loud, because when I first started out, I would not have even, I wasn't even aware that there were different ways to make art, because I mm -hmm. think that's what we're talking about here. So I start out and I'm saying, I'm gonna make these paintings, um, and we've talked about this, I'm gonna make pretty paintings, because to me, Every artist must just be in their studio trying to make a pretty painting. And the other thing that I think often <laughs> we think about <laughs> when we're failing you is that everyone has an artistic style. So I go into the studio, I wanna make something that's pretty and I wanna have something that looks like my style. And then in a really naive way, I guess, you look around and go, well, I kinda of like that art and that art. And I think you get into that maybe a little bit more of the imitation completely mm -hmm. without any bad intentions in that but you think that's what making art should be about yeah or or looking and saying oh this is what a painting should look like because this is what I see other paintings yeah. look like and this is the technique that they use and this is what I should be doing yeah yeah so what you're looking at there is you're looking at the product and possibly you're looking at the process that they did to make that product oh they use big mm -hmm. gestural marks oh they use very precise marks but what we're not seeing and what we might not even realize exists at that early stage is what's going on inside the artist what's driving them what yeah things what's they're grappling thinking? with you know the interesting questions and problems we've talked about that what are the interesting questions and problems which is generating that work from within them so I guess we want to have that conversation that making that art that matters to you looks different from the inside than perhaps what you might think in the beginning. There's a lot more that can go on beneath the surface and that's 
what fascinates us, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, this topic is so huge because my mind, of course, splintered into a million directions that we should save. But I exactly. would say the thing that I want to just wrap up on what you just said before I lose that train of thought mm. is, so I studied trends for a while in a previous job. And it's like looking at the world of painting and saying, okay, there's only really five trends happening in painting right now. Mm. That's just not true. There's a mm-hmm. million ways, a million people make paintings. Imagine the uniqueness that can come from that. Like mm-hmm. there are these big pockets of trends, but it doesn't mean you have to necessarily fit in one to do well. We all should just be more of us as individuals. Yeah, yeah. I think we might have cracked maybe, I don't know, 10% <laughs> of the tin of, of this can of worms. Um, we're yes, gonna have to yes. come back to and it. And I just also want to say, like, by no means that we're wanting to offend anyone who is interested in doing these things. We're just exploring, here's the range of how things work. Yeah. We get yeah. to decide as individuals where we fit into that. Totally. And I think it's really important that these conversations are out there because it's just good to know that all these aspects of art making do exist and if it's going on inside your head at the moment in your studio you're not alone we (laughs) all have these questions we all work through this stuff to try and and sort out what's important to us what's drives us where do we find that that really uh I don't know, uh, Niagara Falls, where do we find that Niagara Falls of of energy that we want to pour into our expression in the world? That's, that's what we're here for. Thanks for listening today. Michelle and I feel like this is one of those topics where we can only scratch the surface because everyone will have a different perspective and a different opinion on what art that matters actually is. So we'd really like to know What is art that matters for you? Come and tell us on Instagram at unearthingart. And as always, if you're looking for more about the show or anything we've mentioned, you'll find all of that at unearthingart.com. Don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app and we'll catch you next time. Mm